You need a little bit of nasty, don't you? They're the little battles you need to win if Munster wanted to win this game. He lives and breathes line-out. How do they pick themselves up from this? The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. And you're welcome back. Joe Malloy with you. So thanks again to Nathan Murphy and Shauna Cook for talking us through a famous one-all win for Ireland. That's what we're calling that in Gothenburg. Dan McDonald is here in studio. Hello, Dan. Joe, how are you? And Richie McCormick. Hello to you. Hello, Joe. This is the news round coming at you later than usual. So more reaction from Gothenburg, as you might imagine. We'll hear from Vera Pau and the uh, team and some more analysis to come as well. That's uh, largely between 9 and 10 on the football show. It is a Champions League evening, which will be right across as well. And then after 8 o'clock, you'll have seen, I'm sure, in the headlines, uh, well, right across the day, we have seen uh, something of an unprecedented international move against the Kinnan cartel. Uh, Daniel Kinnan's involvement in boxing once again under severe scrutiny so Kieran Cunningham will join us as will Conor Lally from the Irish Times so that's on the way after 8 o'clock we'll get into the news round Richard because I suspect you are starting uh, with the game from Gothenburg people have just been listening to the commentary one all draw yeah and Ireland were 11 minutes away from the most famous win in the history of the women's team Vera Pauzai drawing one all with Sweden in Gothenburg this evening Ireland took a shock lead through a deflected Katie McCabe strike just before half time but the Swedes levelled in the 79th minutes through Kosovari Aslani their third in the group now are Ireland but no win over Finland on September 1st will leave them on the brink of a playoff place away to Slovakia is the other game remaining for Vera Pau and Co Dan you're watching the game Sweden are an exceptional team. They moved the ball very well. They pretty much owned the ball. 16 attempts to four. Ireland took a a shock lead against the run of play. But uh, to their credit, this was a performance about organisation. Bank of uh, five and then four and one. Heather Payne working very, very hard all evening on her own. It was about organisation and endeavour and... You know, uh, laws of physics dictate that any team can make it difficult for another team if they're well organised and working hard. And that that was the Irish game plan, and they head off with a point. Yeah, no, I thought it was it was decent. Like I know you've seen them in the past in in biggish games, sort of go for the backs against the wall approach. But I thought they did it better tonight. I mm. thought that they um, they tried to be inventive. They tried to sort of execute breaks. I mean, even the equalising goal from Sweden, Ireland were actually sort of trying to press a small bit. And and, and it was the sort of a pass to Leanne Kernan who'd come on. So it wasn't as if they were sort of, well, let's defend the box and, and just bashed the ball away and then there was spells of the game where he maybe had to do that a bit and even in the first couple of minutes you're thinking oh dear this could be a long one in terms of how deep they were but they actually I just thought there was a, it was a lot better than previous attempts of that nature but it was always going to be that type of um, performance and I mean I've seen the point be made already I mean they've made it now when they've been involved in a sort of momentous one-all draw I mean that is the national football result you know and, and that is that is what we do and you analyse the good and the bad but I mean they are in control of their own destiny I think they have to go to Georgia now which is a sort of formality and it, it puts them really in control of their destiny very much so you know within that group and they have that big week in September where everything's going to going to be decided um, but you would hope I mean we've seen in the past they've had you know they went away to Finland and it's got that amazing result and then at home to Slovakia they struggled and that was they dropped two points there so it's almost like they've got a bonus one of those points back now Um 
and yeah I mean the, the, it's up to them you know it's in their hands but the, it was I thought there was a little bit more I thought I thought it was more coherent displayed than some previous ones where it was a little bit of hit and hope but it wasn't quite like that I don't think to see yeah that's fair Rich Finland had Georgia this evening yeah they did and they beat them by six goals to nil so that puts Finland second in the group two points above Ireland but as I say uh, that game on September 1st could well prove crucial and indeed the previous result against the Finns as well could quend in Ireland's favour when everything else is totted up in September when the group is completed Uh, the 19s in action as well yeah, they completed their European qualifying campaign with a win. A last gas goal from Della Doherty helped them beat Greece by a goal to nil in Ostrava. Ireland missed out in qualification, but they finished second in that group behind France, who qualified with a 100% record. Uh, Chelsea, meanwhile, need to conjure one of European football's great comebacks if they're to keep hold of the Champions League trophy tonight. They're in Spain, looking to overturn a 3-1 first leg deficit against Real Madrid. Minimal changes for the hosts, who have Adair Militao suspended. So Nacho comes into the defence for them. They line out with Thibaut Kurt and goal a back four of Danny Carvajal Nacho David Alaba and Ferlan Mendy in midfield then Casemiro Luka Modric and Tony Kroos with Vinicius Junior and Federico Valverde in support of that man Karim Benzema for Chelsea four changes uh, from last week's first leg we'll run you through the starting 11 Edward Mendy starts in goal it looks like now this might be open for change uh, when the game gets going but it looks like a back four of Reese James Thiago Silva Tony Rudiger and Marcus Alonso Ruben Loftus-Cheek Matteo Kovacic and N'Golo Kante are named in midfield field, while Timo Werner and Mason Mount are in support of Kai Havertz. Elsewhere tonight, Villarreal taking a 1-0 lead into their second leg away to Bayern Munich and both of those games kick off at 8pm. I would suggest your interpretation that Chelsea team is spot on. If you think of the first leg, Chelsea were outnumbered in midfield. They had an extra centre-half that they didn't need against Benzema. Well, frankly, they needed about eight more centre-halves against Benzema, which take the point. So it was 2v3 in midfield. Madrid controlled the game. It was only midway through that Tuchel made the change and put an extra body in midfield, took a centre-half off. So I'm not surprised, based on that, that Loftus-Cheek, Kovacic and Kante are all there in midfield to fight it out with Casemiro, Modric Cross. So that's Tuchel learning the lesson from the first leg. It's a big ask. 3-1 at the Bernabeu. Yeah, I mean, we see, we've seen these sort of epic Champions League ties before where you feel like Chelsea just need to score early. I mean, they, and they have that, I mean, they have, there's no away goals or any of these factors to be thrown into it. It's just, you know, just try and you're 2 down and that's it. You yeah. know, you, you go for it. And that's sort of the mentality behind it. And, yeah, I mean Werner, bit of form at the weekend. He is the type of player who can, on his day, be a bit of a pest, and he sort of gets chances. He just doesn't always take them, yeah. you know. And I think um, they've only one way to approach it, really. You know, I think they just have to uh, start really positively, try and bring something from the weekend into it, and, and just hope Madrid are rattled. That's all you can do. Werner's pace keeps Madrid a touch honest as well, stretches them away from home it's a nice option to have if they're going to be under pressure which you suspect they are so we'll keep you updated on that game naturally across the football show in particular we are having the uh, news round later than usual it is brought to you with Gillette Gillette, uh, Labs for an effortless finish to your day because we had commentary from Gothenburg a one-all draw for Ireland against uh, Sweden so they have really given their World Cup chances a big boost this evening we'll be also uh, talking about that on the football show Uh, meanwhile a fairly extraordinary press conference in Dublin this morning Richie 
Yeah, several Irish boxers have been implicated in Daniel Kinahan's sanctioning by the US government. Hoopo Sports, a management company that lists Michael Conlon and Paddy Barnes among their clients, has also been sanctioned by the US Treasury. American banks and firms can no longer do business with Kinahan, who now has a bounty over his head in the States. Top-ranked chief Bob Arum said this evening that he'll seek to cut ties with MTK Global, the management and events company with a long-standing affiliation to Kinahan. Arum is co-promoter of Tyson Fury, the heavyweight world champion, to whom Kinahan is an advisor. He's due, of course, to fight Dillian White in the coming weeks. Yeah, it was quite an extraordinary uh, press conference in Dublin City Hall. We will talk about it later on with Conor Lally, the Irish Times security and crime editor, Kieran Cunningham as well, who has uh, followed this story, reported on this story ad nauseum, really, over the last uh, number of years. There were just so many eye-catching uh, statements made by so mm. many different participants. Drew Harris, the Garda Commissioner, uh, said from now on the operation would be running low on money, friends and influence. Claire Cronin stood up the US ambassador to Ireland and announced a $5 million reward uh, for information that leads to either the financial disruption of the Kinnan operation or to the arrest of Daniel Kinnan, Christopher Senior or Junior. We had uh, Greg Gatjanis stand up. He's from the US uh, Treasury. He announced all the US uh, sanctions, which are, are akin to what has happened to oligarchs over the last uh, yeah. month or so. But he stood up and towards the end of his contribution, he said, from a US perspective, the Kinahan cartel was now being prioritised by US law enforcement in the same way it pursued the Italian Camara Mafia group, the Yakuza Mafia of Japan and the Russian Mafia. Yeah. And I mean, you, 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 and I'm sure you'll talk about it with the, the lads. I know Kieran in particular has sort of been negotiating a lot of sort of... Uh, online nonsense from people over the last period of time but the, the sort of the online underworld sort of defenders or deniers of the origin or status of the you know the Kennehans within Ireland over a period of time and like you know prominent people within boxing yeah you know from be it sort of uh, promoters to fighters to podcasters and you know in, influencers you know who sort of put their fingers in the ear with a lot of this stuff yeah. and we just have to see how it all plays out of course and I know there's a process that has to go through um, but you do appear to does appear to be a sense today and I could be wrong of people just slowly but surely trying to distance themselves from previous comments here and maybe trying to sort of backtrack a small bit um, but uh, it's. I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, you see names as Richie started his report there. You know, uh, Irish boxers. You know, people's. You know, listed on a, a document in a piece of paper, and that's something. There's a degree of permanence around that now. Interesting timing as well. In that Tyson Fury has a world title fight, Wembley Saturday week against Dillian White. And one suspects <coughs> this will be a big talking point. Will it in the build-up to that fight? Well, it should be. It at should the be UK media. Mm. The angle they have taken today, understandably, everybody's parochial in their own, of course, yeah, uh, vicinity. So uh, the uh, headline uh, kind of theme was Tyson Fury urged to cut links with Kinnett. That was the theme they were going with. And then they were quoting the yeah. likes of Drew Harris and quoting the various participants today. So their angle was all about Fury Kinnan. So the difficulty, that's Joe, the way with all that treating is, it. The difficulty with all that is like um, Kinnahan's role in boxing <clears throat> has been so nebulous and so hard to actually tie down. Like you'd be, I'd imagine you'd be hard pressed to find his name printed on a contract anywhere. 
and yet he's been so influential in essentially brokering all these fights especially for Tyson Fury and also in lockstep with MTK and, and with and with Bob Arum and yet I imagine you know if you go through the different uh, regulatory commissions in boxing in American sports and um, venues over there I don't think you'd see his name appear anywhere and he's obviously bolted up in his kind of uh, legal neverland over in the Emirates so getting him out of there and actually tying him down to anything in particular in boxing is going to be very difficult and it will gives people a lot of wiggle room like there's like you're gonna have to dance around this stuff but there's you know a lot of obviously open kind of talk around the place about his involvement in the sport from from low to high and and what he may or may not fund here at home as well like but actually getting him on anything it's going to be like still I know the net they say the net is closing in but like, there's no extradition orders with the United Arab Emirates he just has to stay there keep his head down for the next while and he can still plug away and it's not as if he's been working overground for the past few years he'll find a way to manoeuvre and, and still keep his hand in and imagine in all this kind of stuff and wait until a certain amount of it blows over but until there's actually a pair of handcuffs around him and he's in a cell I don't think there's much we can really hold on to in terms of hope for this kind of changing anytime soon. Yeah, I suppose the only thing would be, though, like you see, if the association of any description, I completely see where Richie's coming from and that is if that sort of, uh, there's a reticence now from any of the American promoters, like that's to me is the significance, even like Bob Arum going down his road, you know, Rich putting out that statement when he'd previously <coughs> been, um, quoted in almost in a very different context. Mm. So I think, um, there's obviously there's obviously various you know scenarios people are looking at here but I mean this is still massively damaging you know this is hugely massively damaging it may not be like some kind of um, ending in some way in some satisfying way but it's it feels like the beginning of one I think think it's it's very significant yeah yeah. we'll talk like I said after 8 o'clock in a bit more depth but I think this is significant for sure Uh, so the word had been Richie that Eric Ten Hag (laughs) was actually interviewing Manchester United over the past week and (laughs) looking for certain guarantees over well powers that he'll have the word seems to be they've they've reached some kind of an agreement yeah he must be happy enough because Manchester United have reached a verbal agreement to make Eric Ten Hag their new manager the Athletic report tonight that the 52 year old will leave Ajax for Old Trafford in the summer official confirmation though will have to wait until after the Dutch Cup final this Sunday which pits Ajax against PSV Eindhoven but Ten Hag is the next man in the uh, hot seat at United. We chatted to Simon Cooper last week who gave us a really good insight into Ten Hag. If you want to check that out on any of our social channels, you get it on YouTube and Beyond Podcast. So uh, we had heard the Graham Rentry news. The Limerick Lear reported this uh, yesterday morning and uh, the man himself, uh, well, it's been confirmed. Yeah, confirmation. He says it's a great honour to be appointed the Munster head coach. The ex-England prop has signed a two-year contract to replace the outgoing Johan van Graan. Uh, Rountree, of course, has been Munster's forwards coach since 2019 and only signed a two-year extension for that job back in January. Speaking on this week's Red 48 podcast, former Ireland back row Alan Quinlan was delighted with the appointment. I'm oh, delighted. Yeah. I think he, I think he's the right man. I think Graham brings continuity here. So he knows the players really well. So you can imagine if there was a new coach coming in, he's got to get to know everybody, their strengths, their weaknesses, their attitude, their desire, um, who he needs to kind of pick up a little bit, who he needs to put a bit more pressure on. And that takes time. You've got to get to know your players. And that's the, the intrigue of being a coach and really managing the whole environment. How do you get a, a happy camp? But how do you push players as well and, and change behaviours? Because let's be fair and blunt about it here. The behaviours have to change there has to be some progress seen. 
We've seen progress at times under Johan and under Stephen Larkham, but too often we've kind of gone back to the frustration. And the fans have gone back to the frustration. They're the ones who voice their opinions as well. We'll have Keith Earls on Wednesday Night Rugby tomorrow, so looking forward to chatting to him about all that and more besides. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Gibson Park tackle on Marmion, it seems it's been cited. It's not the end of this yet. No, it's not. Uh, Kieran Marmion, or sorry, Jameson Gibson Park facing an EPCR disciplinary committee tonight after being cited for that dangerous tackle on Kieran Marmion. The incident occurred during Friday's five-point win over Connacht in the Heineken Champions Cup. At the time, it only warranted a yellow card. And indeed, the Connacht head coach, Andy Friend, said uh, to her own Dahi Boland after the game that he didn't think it was a red card challenge. Regardless, Jameson Gibson Park in danger of missing the second leg uh, if he is found guilty. Toulouse reduced to 14 men against Ulster at the weekend. There was a tackle on Ben Moxon when he was in the air and, uh, well, further to uh, the dangers of those kinds of tackles and news on, on Moxon's health. Yeah, he was only making his European debut in that game and he's going to miss the second leg of their Champions Cup tie with Toulouse back in Belfast. He suffered a concussion as a result of that challenge during last week's win in France and is following the return to play protocols this week. Hooker Tom Stewart has joined the Ulster injury list as well. He has a hamstring problem that he picked up in training prior uh, to that game. Good news for Munster though to a degree tonight. It seems Antoine Dupont has been missing training for Toulouse uh, so could miss that game at Kingspan Stadium. Meanwhile, Ulster centre Stuart Moore has signed a new three-year deal to retain his services until at least 2025 and very lastly because I know you have to run you have to be elsewhere you have to actually do a, a news bulletin we're doing this later <laughs> than, uh, usual. we do this for the nation as well Joe yeah. yeah Pep Guardiola got some news in his press conference today yeah Absolutely caught in the hop. Manchester City captain Fernandinho uh, caused a bit of confusion on the eve of their Champions League quarterfinal second leg with Atletico Madrid. The midfielder said he intends to return to Brazil when his contract expires in the summer. The 36-year-old has since tweeted to say he'll talk about his future at the end of the season, but his initial comments caught his manager Pep Guardiola off guard. And can I just ask, Fernandinho has just said he's leaving at the end of the season. Uh, when did you find out about that and how disappointing is it that he's not staying on? Sorry? Fernandinho has said that he's leaving at the end of the season. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know it. <laughs> is, that, is that news to you? Uh, Simon, you gave me the news. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't know it, so we will see what happens at the end of the season. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. So Fernandinho's... <laughs> So I said many times so important for me and it's coming the nice period and we'll see what happens but anyway I will talk to him he took it reasonably well yeah like so you think Pep definitely didn't know or was it some agreement that they wouldn't and there's like someone in Man City going we had a choreographed social media announcement this is all being ruined and this isn't all totally signed off on yet or whatever I watched it and I thought he was genuine surprised he genuine. must have an idea it was going that way certainly was surprised that Fernandinho had said it so yeah, I think I think that's more the surprise because like, how do you respond to it? But I just I, I can't believe for a second if anyone would go, I'll 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 choose I'll choose to sort of spring it this way. I just I don't buy don't it. buy that. No, you're a cynic. With yeah. good reason. With Do you remember the time reason. where like Ferguson went mad at everyone for uh, San Ronaldo? It wasn't going to Madrid, and then you find out the deal was done that he was leaving a season later, and you know, you feign you feign outrage or anger or something when the report comes out just not a cynic Joe just a realist yeah uh, Ferguson did love a good dud press conference absolutely there was the famous one when Keane went 
where he was in great form of a Friday morning I think and yeah. the press conference was 8.30 any injury updates gave them was joking with the lads international break glad I wanted to see you again for a few weeks well, <laughs> oh. alright lads wrap it up it's just, they're all driving out the door and news breaks Roy Keane's left it's just like it's yeah. just one of the it's one of the great sort of it's a, it's a trade off for going into this game that you just have to accept that people that you deal with are just going to lie to you and like we all sort of participate in the lie in your, in your own way at times yeah. you might know um well, what he's saying about that injury might not be true but you sort of go along with it it's true. just all it's just all the great lie yeah it sure is Dan that's our that's, that's our, what we do that's our trade yeah stick with us for more honesty Richie McCormick has headed off to uh, give a news bulletin to the nation Dan McDonald's staying with us for the evening they're about to get underway at the Bernabeu your chance to win big news talks cash machine We've got a rollover, so somebody missed Barry's call today, which means we have over €16,000 to play for this evening. The new amount is €16,417.07. So if you entered since 5 o'clock Monday, you remain in tomorrow's draw, but you have to know that new number. And if you want to enter, text PLAY to 57599. Get your entry in by 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday afternoon. And then across the GoLoud network of stations, Barry Dunn will make the call if he calls. Answer your phone within five rings. Tell him the exact amount in your own sense. And the cash is yours. So the new amount, 16,417, as in 17, 17.07, €17.07. Play to 57599. Over 18s only. Text cost to your 50. You are paying across the GoLoud network of stations. Terms and conditions on Newstalk.com.